I am watching this beautiful eagle gliding in over the top of the river. Obviously has been brought in because of the fish and they are swooping around, gliding, oh, so beautiful. Hey there, this is not just a pretty van. It's actually a practical and fun adventure podcast for solo travellers, doing it in a van or something else and pursuing a passion. I'm Ange, I'm a solo traveller. I've been doing it for years. In fact, I'm almost down to two suitcases. And now with my new van, the California Beach, which I'm loving, I'm pursuing my passion, which is ultra trail running. And that puts me on the best trails in the most beautiful places. And I get to meet some amazing people along the way. I'll share some tips and tricks and I'll share the lessons learned. I'll certainly share the conversations I have. Some of them are a little crazy and I'll share the adventures as I go along. So sit down, grab a cuppa, grab a scotch, whatever floats your boat. And I hope listening to this inspires you to get out and do your own solo traveling. In our last episode, we took a little journey together, looking at ways to choose the right vehicle. We also touched on why solo travelling can be very rewarding and a ton of fun. In this episode, we discover more about the art of solo travelling, and we speak with Jess about her van, a gorgeous custom fit-out she uses to chase waves. Before this, here are a few highlights of the first trip in my new van. So the van and I hit the road, and like any new relationship, there are plenty of things to discover about each other. And the best way to go about this is taking it slow, finding out snippets of detail one moment at a time. I had a little advantage. There was a manual. In fact, there were three in the cabin. Never being one to read such things, leaving it down to experimenting and chance. This time, it was different. I wanted to get it right. After all, it would be me and my van out on the road for long periods of time, pulling into unknown places at random times of the day or night, staying over in towns and parks that neither one of us had been there before. I also wanted to get this right so that I could fully enjoy the experience and at least know the essentials for safety and smooth sailing. So the manuals replaced my books beside my bed, taking over the nighttime reading slot. You know the one, sliding in between the sheets, turning the reading lamp on, opening the first page, reading for about five minutes and falling asleep. This was the pattern for the first few nights on the first trip. It was during this nighttime reading period that it dawned on me There are so many wonderful things that I have experienced already and will definitely experience. And there's so many things to learn about traveling solo. So this is when I started to get the idea 
of putting together a podcast. And here we are today. So what you're about to hear are some of the little live takes that I took while I was out travelling in this first trip in the new van. These were not intended for a podcast. They were just put down to help me remember the special feeling that I was having at that time. It's my fourth day of my first trip in my new California beach and it is amazing. I'm loving every minute of it. I have already had some amazing adventures and the whole reason for the van is to get me to the start of uh, my trail races, which is exactly what I did yesterday. And to also allow me to get off road, which is exactly what I did yesterday. So more about those two things in a moment. So Agnes Waters was the first night and then I went to Blackwater, which I booked into for the night for my race. I actually booked in for two nights. It's a little further out than uh, I thought. I've looked at the map and uh, it added an extra hour um, to getting to the race in the morning. One of the purposes of having the van, as I said before, is to be able to get out and go to a race trail race anywhere and uh, start from the start line with all the kit ready to go and that's exactly how it worked out yesterday first trial first time with the van and it was perfect Uh, it gave me the flexibility to pick a location that was close to the start line although Blackwater isn't as close as Dingo is so note to self for next time I come up here and and do the black down up down uh, race But getting to the start line, all the kit was in the van, all of the things I needed pre and post race were in the van and it just made it so easy. Uh, I felt like I had the support crew I needed. Um, I do a lot of these runs solo and it's great to have all the equipment that I need ready to go. Uh, Yes, it was cool, so it was great to be able to change out of the running gear into some things that were a little bit warmer, having a quick bird bath and uh, then going out and enjoying the festivities and watching the rest of the runners come through. Couldn't do that in the previous setup that I had, uh, so this is exactly what I wanted and um, it's looking like it's going to be a great thing moving forward. Good morning. This is the sixth day of my first van adventure and I am sitting on one of the beaches in MU Park, not the main beach, just watching the morning walkers silhouetted against the sea. Um, The morning sun has come up and it's got a beautiful reflection on top of the water and there's lots of dogs so I'm getting my dog love, which I love. I wish I had a dog but I'll have to live vicariously through other people's dogs at the moment. The beach, it's low tide, so there's lots of sand and I'll go and do a little bit of shell collecting. But I just thought I'd drop a bit of a message on some of the things that I have experienced on my first van adventure, just to inspire you. 
So this is the second morning or second night at Emu Park. Um, I did have to move sites, which that's not a big thing in the van. The van is easy to pack down and easy to put up again. So one of the things that I note with the California beach is it, it is highly mobile and watching other people pack down their big setups and their large rigs, um, I'm very grateful that I don't have to go through that process. It really is a, a case of dropping the top down, making sure the doors are closed and gently moving across from one location to another. Finally got the stove going yesterday and that's really just me taking the time to make sure I'm doing things properly. So was able to have my morning cups of coffee at the back of the van, do a little bit of yoga and just, you know, feel the outdoor kitchen vibe. I'm using the sink as a fruit bowl, so everything's got a double or triple purpose. And uh, found a few other storage places to, to put things, so I'm starting to really settle into how the van is set up. I'm sure there's other things that I can learn along the way. But for the basics and for this first trip, I'm pretty thrilled with how things are shaping up. So I'm sitting on the beach having my breakfast and um, just reflecting on the last few days and some of the characters that I've run into. So I've got a neighbour called Marge and yesterday as I was working in the van, Marge kept popping past and pointing out things like uh, the roof being up at the back and how she could potentially bump her head even though she's five foot three and the roof line of the, the back of the gate is, you know, I don't know, six, six two maybe if you open it up. Uh, at least it's high enough that she's not even going to be close to banging her head but she wanted to point that out as a safety thing. I think I got about four or five visits from her so it's very cute. People are really chatty and they want to know where you've been and where you're going. Um, the neighbours behind me this morning were giving me some tips on locations to go to. They are very, very interested in the van. I had to open it all out and show one gentleman whose father has a disability and he was quite impressed with how things open up and um, how there's a lot of space, especially when you push the, the roof up and push the bed up. So that was great to be able to show him. I will be heading down south. I've got two more days on this trip, so I'm heading back to Agnes Waters. I just feel I've got a bit of a connection with that place and going back to the same caravan park. Um, hopefully I'll get a spot that I can settle in for two nights and put the canopy out or the awning out. I'm pretty excited about testing um, the idea of sitting with the table and chairs outside under the awning. If you can hear some noise in the background, there's actually a cluster of bats in the trees. They're the locals and they get up very, very early in the morning. I think they were starting at around six o'clock after the magpie does its solo call. It's very beautiful. And if you listen, you can actually see that every bird has a, a moment. So the maggie started with its warble and then the bats chimed in and then the parrots and away we go from there. I'm just watching a pelican, which is my favourite bird in the world, outside the black cockatoo, gliding in to meet a mate on top of the water, and that is beautiful. They are such majestic birds. 
and there's two of them. So that's lucky. I'll tell my children that we're going to have luck for the day when we see a pelican. Well, here we are in a place of bliss. This is my last day for this first van adventure and as I look over to my right I just saw a fish jump out of the river. What a beautiful sight. So this is um, the morning of day eight. So it's been eight nights and eight days. I'll be heading back up the highway to Brisbane. Right now I'm sitting on the edge of a rock wall with my feet dangling over, looking at the river, feeling quite zen, watching the leaves and other things floating at the top of the river. There's another fish. Oh my goodness. This is quite amazing. And this is the reason why we want to get out and have a have a look around this beautiful state. In fact, there's a whole school of fish now piercing the top of the water and it's become quite quite a bit of a turmoil over there and of course the birds have come out. So, there might be quite a lot of activity to watch. I have been able to meet some amazing people and everyone's far more relaxed and chatty, uh, obviously because they're in wind-down mode. Or maybe that's just what nature does to us and we should be doing more of it. And then if I look right in the horizon or on the horizon, over in the right, I can see some children in a canoe, in a yellow canoe. Oh gosh, it's just so beautiful. It really does make you stop and make you think and it's just little things. So your lens, one's lens really expands when they get out. And that's it from me. Hope you have a good day and a great weekend if you are heading into a weekend. And I'll just sit here for a little bit longer, sipping my coffee and watching the fish. I hope you enjoyed those few live recordings, highlighting some of the special moments we have when we're out traveling. And speaking of special moments, let's hear from Jess all about that custom van, why she started traveling, and we get some pretty cool tips and tricks. Hi Jess, great to see you again. Why don't we start this chat with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm 29, I'm turning 30 this year in a couple of months which is exciting. Um, I am a hairdresser, have yep. been for 16 years. Gee. Long time. Long time on the feet. Um, yeah, definitely. So I have lived in Brisbane for like five years. Before that I lived in Canada for two years. Um, moved over there by myself. Um, much to my parents. <laughs> so, you, so you've always been a free spirit? Um, a little bit. Yeah. I feel as though it more happened when I was because I didn't go to uni, I yeah. feel like all of my friends were at uni at the same time. And I spent all of those years being like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And everyone's at school and everyone's doing this and no one can afford it because everyone's broke and blah, 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 blah. And so I kind of just woke up one morning and was like, I'm just going to do it on my own because people do it all the time. And, and, and this, why can't I? Yeah, and this concept of doing it on your own you meet people along the way. Totally. So it's um, totally. And you just, I don't know, I kind of try to live by the statement of the fact that it's only scary the first time. What was the first time like? Um, 
nerve-wracking. First time I went overseas by myself, I went to New Zealand for 10 days and I was like, it's New Zealand. It's three hours away. I can get back on a plane tomorrow if I'm worried about it. And I like, I kind of planned that trip and like was like, I'll spend three days here and then fly here and do two days there and kind of did that sort of thing because I was yes. a bit nervous and wanted to have a little bit, like I think I was 19 and my parents were worried and my siblings weren't like that. So they were like, oh my God, she's going alone. What's yeah. going to happen? Um, so yeah, I was kind of like, I'll plan this one. And then when I got back from that, I think I just like, I loved it so much. So I kind of, after that, I was starting to like plan more trips. And then I did like a Europe trip for eight weeks by myself. Yeah. Yep. And I did, I did like Kentucky's because I was still like a bit nervous so I did like the tour thing and then after that I was pretty my workplace was pretty sick at the time and I went on that trip because I was just like I need to get out of here um and then when I got back I was like that's it I'm leaving I am done so I saved my money I think I saved about five thousand dollars got my visa and moved to Canada for two years with five thousand dollars alone <laughs> so I do like the work pretty quickly but yeah I just met lots of great people hung out I was able to do like hairdressing over there as well which was really cool so I did two years there and then I had all intentions of moving to Chile after that and then I was broke (laughs) so I had to come home so yeah I came back home and was living with mum and dad for like a month then moved to Brizzy and then yeah so I'm still working at this long since then and just been doing like trips overseas yeah and then COVID hit which like really put a dent in um everybody's travel plans. I was actually in India when it happened. Um, What did you think of India? Oh, it was wild. I can't wait to go back. You went there by yourself? And my sister came and met me over there. I'd just done two and a half weeks in Sri Lanka by myself. Um, Met another traveler over there and we traveled together most of the time. So that was really cool. It was nice to have a companion. I do feel like I might have been a little bit scared if I actually didn't in the end. Never say never. I I, I don't know because most of the time I was with someone so that was good. But then yeah, my sister flew over to meet us and she was only there for four days and we had to evacuate the country. (laughs) Yay, COVID. (laughs) So it was a little bit like um, stressful for a few minutes and then uh, yeah, we just got on a plane like six hours later after we were told to leave the country and work back home safe and sound. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of what led me to Getting, building a van. Getting the van, all right. Yeah. So why solo travel? Can you pinpoint what it is? Like what you like about the solo traveling? Or is it just um, something that happens? I think for me, it was more so the fact that I was waiting for someone to go with all, yeah. all the time and then just decided one day that I could do it on my own yeah. and that there was no there was no restriction for me to do it on my own. I'm happy with my own company. So it was kind of more so the fact that I had no one to go with for me and I was like well yeah. why can't I do that so okay then tell me about this gorgeous custom fit out well we my family has always grown up camping yep I've been camping since I could walk <laughs> um so I think too with like a big family it's something that you can do that's like wholesome for the children like you know all of that sort of stuff yeah so I grew up holding tent poles and <laughs> being shouted at across the <laughs> hold it up straight you're not holding it good enough you didn't hammer in that peg tight enough. I have had my tent blow away on multiple occasions being a teenager, not putting up my tent correctly. Um, but yeah, after all of the years of like, we, I still go camping with my family every Easter or like, not this year because I'm going away, but every year we still go away camping together. And 
we've upgraded and upgraded. Mum mum and dad have caravans and stuff now, but we've been doing it for, like, I've been doing it for more than 20 years and I'm turning 30. So it is a huge part of our life. And I think, not to stereotype, but not many of my girlfriends own eskies or camp chairs or swags or... Do you know what I mean? And I think that, like, my family have all of that stuff, like, up in Toowoomba, where I'm from. They've got all the stuff. I can use it at my at my leisure anytime and I was like oh, I was so miffed all the time because I didn't own any of the things yes. and it was like always at mum and dad's and I have to go all the way to Twimba to collect it and blah 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 so it just like became this saga right yeah. and then bands kind of started to become a bit of a happening thing no so this is around COVID time right yeah yeah so yeah. I got my van in 20 must have been 2020 at the end of 2020 and I was like, well, this this is perfect for me. It's a one person, well, two people. You can fit two people in it, but mm. it's a one person magic machine that I can just literally, I don't have to set up. It's literally ready to go at any time. So I just love it for that fact. I can set it all up by myself. Yep. I can manage everything that I need to manage. Yep. And it's safe. I think okay. I would probably get a bit freaked out if I was in a tent yes. and I felt unsafe. So I like the fact that I feel safe in it. Yep. So tell me about the journey to decide to get custom built. Yes, it is. It is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to figure out yep. because even after having it custom built, yeah, there's things that you would change. So it's hard to decide what you want. But I think for me, most of the biggest thing was that I wanted a reliable car and something that's easy to fix. I've always been like brought up to have a reliable vehicle. So for me, I didn't really want something that I didn't really know the history of or something that had like 300,000 Ks on it. Or So I ended up getting a newer vehicle and a lot of them aren't pre-built in that sense. No, like no. usually the ones that you buy that have two or 300,000 Ks on them are the ones that have existing stuff built into them. Um, so yeah, I basically just started doing some research and looked into places that could do a custom build yep. and I showed up on their doorstep with a budget and a design and what I thought I wanted at the time and yeah, kind of had a meeting with them and just sussed it out from there. Bought some of my own bits and pieces, like my mum and dad had, they were going on a western trip and they needed a dust proof vent getting put into their caravan so they pulled out the regular vent in theirs and gave it to me so I yeah. didn't have to buy one of those yeah. like, so it all kind of just like fell into place I used to have a um, vintage caravan really? I bought it when I was about 21 I think really yeah and it was the best day of my life I bought it for a hundred dollars from some woman's front yard I showed up on her doorstep she was wearing no shirt, who's in a bra, and she's like, hello. I was like, I'm so sorry to intrude, but I've seen your caravan from the road and I would just like to know if you would like to sell it, because <laughs> I would like to buy it. So it was quite funny. I just like, knocked on this random person's door. So I bought this caravan for hundred dollars and oh my God, I was over the moon. Dad came and looked at it, checked it wasn't like a rust bucket, all the rest yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah. And we took it home that afternoon for hundred dollars. So I had, I did a lot of work on it, like tried to like uh, restore like all the chassis and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. It needed a lot of work, mm. as well as the fact I didn't have a car to tow it. 
I was like two registrations, a car that I needed to upgrade, like and it just kept kind of being like problem after problem and I was like, I can't afford all of this stuff. I don't want to pay for all these extra things. Where am I going to store it? Once again, I would have to go back to Toowoomba to collect it. So it was just like adding to the problem. So yeah, when I decided to get my van, I sold my Mazda 2, I sold my caravan for $2,000. It was ridiculous. You and made I, money. I did, like so much money. I could not believe it. The man just came and picked it up and took it away. And yeah. I was like, bye, miss you already. But like, also, have a nice life. Yay. Yeah, and he was, he's like restores them. So yeah. he, he was so stoked. He was like, this is fantastic. So off he went with my little caravan, $2,000 into my account, which went towards my van budget. Yeah. And it was, yeah, all kind yeah, of just unraveled like that. And so what, what's a trip that you hold really special in the van? Oh, they look, they are all special. Yeah. I have, um, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I've got a guest book in my van. I don't know if you have one, but you should get one. Oh, it's a good idea. And it's like kind of like a journal slash guest book. So I can write all of the little weekends that I do or the weeks away or if I go with my girlfriends or family yeah. or whatever it might be. Yeah. And it's cool because I'll write the date, how many nights, where I stayed, who was there, if yeah. someone came with me, um, if anything funny happened, yeah. so like hiking trips or went surfing, saw dolphins today, like whatever it might be, kind of like a nice thing, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the highlights was in December last year, I took my five-year-old niece on a trip, just the two of us. Yeah. So she lives in Torpor as well with like where the rest of my family is. And yeah. she and I went on just a solo trip. She's in a booster seat now, so she can sit in the front of my car in the, in the little seat. So I took her away and we stayed at Rainbow Beach for two nights, oh, wow. three, three nights. But I took her up there. She'd never been to Rainbow Beach before. I showed her like all the rainbow sand and we went roller skating and there yeah. was a Christmas concert and yeah. it was just like everything was lining up and it was just the greatest time. And it just melted my heart. She she calls my car the Barbie dream car, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. You know, five-year-old little girl, it's gorgeous. And she goes to me on the last morning, she goes, honey, Jessica, I just have the best life. I was like, why, darling? Why is your life so good? She yeah. goes, I get to go on holidays in the Barbie dream car with you. Isn't that gorgeous? <laughs> like, yeah. So I think that that would have to be like a super car. highlight yeah. for me because yeah. it's such nice memories and she'll remember that forever. But it's really sweet. So I got her to actually draw in the in the logbook. Oh. Yeah, so I got her to draw in the book and she like drew pictures of rainbows and oh. pictures of me and her oh. and I always take Polaroids to put in there too. Yeah. So I got our little, there was another girl camp next to us in the van as well and I got her to take the Polaroid of the two of us in the van yeah. and she was so sweet. She, yeah, so we like glued it all in and she you know, drew pictures with her coloured pencils and it was really sweet. So I think that's probably the most recent highlight. And they're really good tips. So you've got a little Polaroid camera. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you've got a travel log. Yeah, I do. A guest book. That's, that's really clever. Yeah. What's uh, outside the log book and the Polaroid camera, which I'm going to do both of those, by the way. So you should. Steal that idea. So your van's called Polly. Yes, yeah, she is. Oh, that's my her God. Name. Yeah. Polly. My sister prints stickers. So I got her to print a vinyl sticker for my car. So when you come up with a name, you'll have yeah. to tell me and I'll get it to print you one. Yeah, so I think that that's like a really big tip is just like more your safety yeah. stuff. Like have a first aid kit with you. Have knowledge on how to look after your van yeah. or have somebody that you can call because sometimes stuff happens and you yes. don't know what it, what to do. Yeah. And when you buy it yourself, it can send you into a bit of a spin. But other than that, I've got everything. You name it, I've got it. I've got Hemex, 
I have my my sister got me for Christmas actually a um, coffee pod manual little one shot machine. It's the greatest thing. I said that espresso. Yes, espresso. Yes, it is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I like I like all those little things that um, make it easy and yeah. enjoyable. I want to I want to want to spend time in there. Did you get somewhere to put yourself, of course? Yeah. So. Um, my dad is a dad of all trades. Honestly, even if I get married one day, the poor sucker is going to be like, I don't trust you. I'll just get my dad to do it. It's fine. <laughs> he, um, I gave him some inspo pics and I was like, Dad, my aesthetics is really like natural tones, la la la. And I wanted my surfboard to be hung from the ceiling of the inside of my car. A for safety, B for convenience. Out of the way, my dad is like super safety, so I was like, great, I'm going to have orange ratchet straps on the roof of my car and it's going to be so ugly and I'm going to be so upset. And to my surprise, he actually showed up with sizzled rope and made me this hanging rope surfboard rack, which is actually really safe and it is awesome and I was so surprised. So yeah, I was really, really, really happy about it and now it's all ready for my trip. So it's stored inside, safe and ready to rock. And I don't hit my head on it when I'm sleeping. <laughs> that was Jess, sharing some of her solo travelling tips and tricks and talking about her beautiful custom van, which is already packed up and heading down south on another adventure. Now, travelling solo can be completely different to travelling with family and friends. And in the next episode, we will meet someone that is very experienced in both. And with their newly acquired A-van, which has two single beds, a toilet, a shower, a kitchenette, and a fold-up e-bike, they've got plenty of stories and insights that you just won't want to miss. So, until next time, I'll see you on the other side.